hello, welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Jay Christie, longtime Psych fan, joined as always by first-time Psych fan, Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Hey, Jake. Um, it's been a long day, uh, but <clears throat> I'm psyched to get to talk to you about this episode. You know, it's pretty crazy. I don't think that you've used that yet, and it's, you know, pretty obvious, yeah. but good. Maybe we did it the first episode. It's so crazy to me we're in the second season. I mean, this is how it happens when you do two a week, even though we've missed a lot. It just, it's it's like it's like what Smash Mouth said. You know, the pods stop coming and they don't stop coming. You know, exactly like they said. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we start off in this episode. If you're so smart, then why are you dead? With a little game of chess, which I believe we discussed in the episode of Monk, Mister Monk and the Grandmaster. But yeah. I, I I don't remember what your take on chess was, but my take on chess was, of course, that I wasn't I'm not good at it, and I don't like playing it. Yeah, I don't remember how to play chess. Um, at some point, I was like okay, but I guess it's all relative. But um, I'm a checkers guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I I don't. I don't remember the last time I played checkers. Chess, I know how to play fine, but I think, like I said, uh, when we discussed it previously, that. It is a game that predicates itself on thinking multiple steps ahead, and uh, this the my engine is just not built that way, you know. Like it just you sometimes you, you it screws screwdrivers are built to screw screws in, not hammer nails in, you know. Yeah, you know Gary Kasparov. I know, I know. None of us. Yes, I'm not, um, and I'm certainly not no deep blue. Yep. Um, anyway, anyway, that was just me just being like, Hey, yeah, I'm going to, you pull the chess player. I'm going to pull the computer that beat him. Um, right. Deep blue. That's what his name is. Yes. I only know the, that cause there's sorry, an not his fire name, song. their name, uh, their name. Yes. I, uh, there's an arcade fire song called deep blue. That's named after it. So that's why I know that. Um, I see. Anyway. So we start off with chess and, uh, Henry and Sean are playing back in 1987 and, Sean is not calling the chess pieces by the correct names. He calls them Pointy, Sad Face, Horsey, Dwight, and of course, B.A. Baracus. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Henry tells him basically, like, you know, when you're on the forest, you're going to have to know the names for things. And honestly, it's still kind of cute that Henry thinks that Sean's going to end up being a cop after all is said and done. Yes. And so he's kind of, you know, thinking about, he's starting the board, he's trying to remember something, and, um, he finally remembers what the word is. Uh, mm-hmm. It's checkmate, and uh, he wins. Now, do you know where checkmate comes from? Uh, no. I believe I probably not pronounced this correctly, but I believe it comes from an old Persian word, Persian phrase, shachmat, which means the king is dead. But when English pe- speaking people heard it, obviously they turn it. You know, how English people, English speaking people, do that where they turn yeah. a phrase and they make it sound like something else. So does that mean that when you say check, that's shock? I mean, should have been shock. Shock. I think it's actually more like shock. I don't know, but no, it isn't because check. Then the word check did not exist before the word checkmate did. Like that's ah, interesting. It's not like back in the day in open Persia they weren't saying shock. They were just saying chakmat. Um, again, I'm probably butchering. I apologize, but yeah, that's a little because it makes sense. The king is dead. Because you, if you think about, it, why would you say checkmate? That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, yeah, good point. There's no checks and there's no mates. But anyway, we cut to the future. Well, the present. There are checks. 
There, what do you mean? There are checks. There's no mates. Well, I get no, but the word check comes from check. Yeah, I know. Checking. I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just being a bitch. Yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> anyway. Um. There, but then Sean and Gus are in the future. They're doing a pretty standard private detective case. Uh, is he cheating on me? Case every show with a private detective. That's how. Like that's how they demonstrate that they're kind of having to do gr- bad grunt work. You're doing easy cheating on me case. Yeah, which I was like shocked to see that Crystal Lowe, like uh, low key, no, no pun intended, uh, Scream Queen. I don't know if you recognize no. the girl at all. She's no, what's she like- from? She's been in like a million fucking horror movies, like Black Christmas. Never um, seen. Uh, what's it called? Um, Final Destination Two. Only uh, seen three. Uh, just like really, yeah. She's always plays like a girl who like. Yeah, I haven't. I in my like I've caught up in a lot of horror in the past few years, but most of it has been like the classic, like the eighties and nineties stuff. I haven't really caught back up on like the low rent, and I mean that with all the love in the world horror of the two thousands. Um, yeah, okay, so look at this. She was in Final Destination 3, Scary Movie Oh, she was in 3? So then I've seen her then. Yeah, Scary Movie 4, Snakes on a Plane, Black Christmas, Wrong Turn 2, Dim, something called Dim Sum Funeral, which... That's a I, that's I, like a famously good movie. I don't remember who... Some, a real director made that movie. Like, uh, um, I mean, I'm, I assume most movies are directed by real people, no, I guess. No, but like, that's the, like a movie that like I think got like really good reviews, if I remember. Or maybe not. No, you know what it is? It's not that it got good reviews. It's that it well, there was a poster for it in my at in the Tish building in NYU because I think someone who graduated from there made it. So that's what it was. I was thinking about why do I know that name? It's like oh because it was in the building. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, she got like kind of like a thankless role, just uh, being the, I guess, the I second mean, woman. Yes, she's the, the no, she's the other woman. She's the other woman. Yes, yes, the other uh, woman. because she Sean looks at the lunch receipt and realizes that. She's not being cheated on. She is being cheated with, which, oof, not a good feeling. Yeah, he always pays for his lunch with cash. So obviously he uh, she can't call him at home only Mm -hmm. on his cell phone uh, during certain hours, which I mean, come on, girl, you know, you know what the deal is. Exactly. And so Sean gives her Gus's card in case she wants to go on the rebound. And um, yeah, we cut back to them walking to the office. They have a new case with a guy with Shockley and Goddard. And they apparently used all caps and said it was important. And they're right. running late, so they go in there. And Shockley and Goddard are, in fact, two teenagers um, in school uniforms. Yeah, they're two teenagers, but they got a hot scoop. Um, apparently, mm-hmm. they overheard... Well, they start with basically that uh, one one of their teachers is a murderer... Mm-hmm. And according to them, they've killed before and mm-hmm. they will kill again in two days, which sounds like something I've heard before. I've killed before and they will kill again. I don't know why it sounds familiar to me. Maybe it's mm-hmm. like Twin Peaks or something. But yeah, so that's a pretty big scoop. But the problem, of course, is that I don't know who's going to do the killing, who's going to be the victim or anything. They just know that it's going to be on a certain day. Um, and this is where Gus learns that they go to the Meitner School of Gifted <laughs> Students um which he seems very excited about because it's a very prestigious school but we learned that they learned this information about the murder because they broke in late at night to make a space probe spell out boobs and they accidentally tapped into a cell phone call where they heard someone talking to their cousin named muriel who said i'm not gonna be pushed into a corner uh i'll kill again so um yeah yeah they uh they graduated from you know writing that shit on a calculator to putting it into a space probe which you know props Mm -hmm. to them i guess 
Yeah, see, the thing is, and real people know that boobs, that was easy. The thing where, like, you would, you ever do the thing where you added up the numbers, and I forget exactly what, how it was, but, like, the punchline of the joke was boobless. Uh, yeah, I know boobless. I don't know the other ones. Yeah, um, but yeah, shouts to calculator bits. I hope kids are still doing that now, even now we have calculators on phones and doohickeys, but, you know. Doohickeys, he says. Do you remember when people would, and I never did this because I didn't have the like forethought but like would download full games under the ti87 calculators dude i had a ti83 i think mm-hmm. i used it like three times and that explains why i got a c minus in algebra 2 yeah i, I was gonna say like i think you actually do need to use it <laughs> like it's, so, it's actually i should have gotten an f but i'll tell you real quick i'll give you the ditty mm-hmm. um so at my high school we had a an algebra 2 teacher who was on the younger side he was an alumni of the of our high school i think he mm-hmm. was like in his like early 30s mm-hmm. and basically he was at the same concert as two of the girls in my class it was like senior mm-hmm. year and he offered to buy them drinks um, oh wow yeah and apparently they came back to the school and they told people and then it just like spread from there so he got in trouble he didn't mm-hmm. get fired right away i don't think he even got fired that year that's crazy yeah, but for like two tense weeks, like we had class and I think one of them was in my class and he was just a fucking prick for like two weeks straight because he was so pissed that someone ratted him out. And um, <laughs> he gave us the most insane final. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not good at math, but um, there's no fucking way I could have passed this. Like mm-hmm. no chance. And apparently no one else did and everyone failed the class, but he couldn't fail everybody. So he had to give us all C minuses and we coasted. Incredible. I mean, still not as like I... I'm surprised you didn't mention that because obviously a piece of no funk and strictly monk and lore is the teacher at my high school who took bribes. Um, you know what? I'm surprised it didn't come up either then, but uh, you know, yeah, it's here now. Uh, we got some material. Yep, and uh, of course that teacher's name uh, is uh, his. La- I'll say this, his last name is another another. It's Peaks is a synonym. I'll say that, and I say that because it is a matter of public record. I've, I've already told you this guy's name. You just don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. the thing is, if you look up what high school I went to and look up teacher taking bribes, you'll find it. I went to Charlotte High School in Pontagora, Florida. You can look up Charlotte High School <laughs> teacher bribes. Um, I just don't want to say it because I don't want to get an angry email from someone. But he took bribes, and the fact that matters, it's a matter of public record, and that's crazy that he did that. Because, like, what are you going to do? You gotta have some serious debt problems if you think $20 from, like, a 10th grader is going to solve your problems. You know what I mean? Like, that's a... You need help. He looks like scum. Oh my god, he doesn't. I yeah, I agree. It, but the thing is, he like that's not even that crazy for like he was teaching honors classes and looking like that. Um, was he a good teacher? I didn't have him. My twin brother did, and only for like a couple weeks because that he got fired pretty early in the year. I see. Okay. He, my I, my twin brother liked him as a dude. I don't know if he was a good teacher, but anyway. Um. So, there, <laughs> Sean and Gus convene, and they both think that the other one is going to say they're not going to take the case. And so they, in unison, say, we're taking this case. You want to take this case? Um, and Sean wants to go undercover, like 21 Jump Street, and he wants to be Johnny Depp. Um, and Gus is mad that he can't be Richard Grieco. Richard Grieco. And Sean says, why would you want to be Richard Grieco? Which is a great joke. Just a great joke. Okay, what's the name of that one dude from that hosts the show Cheaters? Um, oh, uh... It's Richard something. You're right. I feel like it's uh, Greco too. Uh, Joey Greco? Yeah, Joey Greco, right? No, Joey Greco. Greco. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. 
I, whenever I think of Richard Grieco, I think of one of my favorite comedy bits is Bill Hader as the president of Hollywood in the roast of James Franco. And yeah, she yeah. says, uh, I'm going to give you the same advice I gave Richard Grieco 20 years ago. Play ball, you squinty fuck. And poof, he's gone. <laughs> Which I think yeah. a lot. Yeah. Anyway, I want, that's anyone looking for a good ha-has. That's a great bit. Anyway, uh, then Sean says to Gus that he expected Gus to say, just ain't okay, Sean. Just a couple keys, crown wolf. Which Gus takes issues with because. Uh, he's not Richard Roundtree. He doesn't yes. sound like him either. Uh, the original th- This was definitely the first time I had ever heard the name Richard Roundtree. And so anytime I heard it for the next like 10 years before I realized like he was an important person, I just think of, I don't sound like Richard Roundtree, Sean. Um, I have to say I'm a huge fan of the way Gus says Sean. Sean. Yeah. Sean. Dulé Hill is just like a pro like he just is great at you know he, yeah. he just has so many like ways he says things like and it happens in this episode but i feel like if i'm doing a bit the way i say the word hello is the way he does so hello like he has such a funny way of being that i don't know he's a pro yeah no he's good he's good anyway um so we then cut to the office this police station and we learn julia's excited because today is their anniversary her and lassie yeah, they've been partnered up for a year, mm-hmm. um, and you know, Lassie does his misogynist bit where he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you must want a gift," um, but you know, you're not going to get a gift from me. Mm-hmm. And he divulges that basically whenever he gave his ex-wife a gift, or sorry, his wife—I don't know if they're divorced yet—that um, he would just mostly give her cash, which is one way to go about it. The the time, the only time I had heard of that before was that. Ed Orgeron, the former coach of LSU, apparently uh-huh. would give his wife cash on Mother's Day and birthdays. And you know what? Ed, you know what Ed Orgeron is currently divorced. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure he gave her. I mean, I hope he gave her a significant amount of cash. He probably did. He also, and this is just a story that I, I love, which is that he one of the reasons he got fired, despite avoiding a national title, is that he apparently was at a gas station and he hit on the wife of someone like the board of trustees at LSU. And she said, I'm married and pregnant, which was true of both counts. And he says, so <laughs> Ed Orgeron, I mean, you listen to him and he's just that dude, oh, man. I just, I've said before, I don't know if, if some, I don't know if I would want like a 10,000, uh, like a hundred thousand dollar car or <laughs> Ed Orgeron to put his hand on my shoulder and say, I'm proud of you, son. I think those are both equally valuable. <laughs> Yeah, he's a Bayou boy. Um, shouts to him. Anyway, um, so no, no she, shouts to him. <laughs> no, I mean for being a good football coach and just being, uh, if Gumbo had one wish and asked to become a person. Um, yes, absolutely. And so, Juliet wants to be primary on a case, and Lassie is clearly resistant to it. Yeah, he, um, he, yeah, he's not super keen on the idea, but unfortunately for him, uh, Vic has approved it. And there's no better way to get experience on the job than to, you know, do it. And as we've seen over the course of the season and a half, um, you know, she gets all the grunt work and Mm -hmm. she now has the opportunity Mm -hmm. to return the favor to our friend Lassie. And so because Lassie doesn't want to give her any good cases, uh, she ends up getting the same case with the two kids complaining about a teacher. Uh, And so we then cut to Sean and Gus go into the Meitner school um, you went to a private school, right? Correct, but it wasn't for gifted children. No, I know it was a it was a it was a Catholic school. I didn't want to say right. I know too loudly. I didn't want to imply 
Yeah, I did go. It was gathering school. Correct. Uh, yes. Um, and what were your uniforms like? It was like navy blue pants, uh, a white polo shirt with our logo on it, and yeah, that's the weird thing. So that was our regular uniform, but our PE uniforms and our class and our like school colors were green. That's so bizarre. You figure that out. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so we cut to them, and Sean and Gus meet the two kids again. Uh, Sean wants a juice box. Um, and we learn that the reason why these kids aren't solving the case is because they're too busy with midterms. And Sean thinks that they're going to go undercover by p- pretending to be teenagers, which is a little misguided. Yeah, they were trying to get their uh, never been kissed on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they, they can't pass for that. I think, honestly, I think if I were to shave, I think I could possibly do it. I think I could. I don't know. I think that like I used to think that a couple of years ago. But I think if the, an issue is like, and I don't know about you, but for me in particular, my hairline has just moved back in ways that I'm not happy with. But it is just, it's a, eh, yours is still really good. You, you got to see, you're still pretty good. I don't know. I, I, I'd i have to see. I don't think you should shave to do it, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm never going to, I'm never going to shave my face unless I have to go like on assignment. Like that's a fact. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, but they couldn't pull it off, obviously. So they're actual... So Gus then has tried to think of a cover, which is that they're documentarians making a film called Teenuses in the mix. Yeah, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, no notes, 10 out of 10. Uh, in the mix. Idea, Gus. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that gets poo-pooed because the kids already have their cover, and that's that they are teaching a paranormal studies class, which apparently yes. they're allowed to bring in revolving instructors from time yes. to time. And did you catch who the person who was a runner-up who was crushed to learn that he didn't get to do a catch? Yeah, I, I, something Cobb. I don't know who the fuck that C. is. C. Everett Coop, who was Coop. the Surgeon General in the Clinton administration, who you would recognize as the guy in the Life Alert commercials with the beard who was like, and that's why I wear one too. <laughs> C. Everett Coop. He looks like the guy from KFC. Yeah, that's why it's funny to bring him yeah, okay. I be, would you have guessed he's from New York, New York? Um, haven't heard him talk, yes. Okay. Also, like there's a certain like I think that that type of vibe someone who looks like that in the 20th and 21st century is actually not probably not from the south. But people from the south don't look that way anymore. You know, like that's just kind of a you know, I I what anyway. what's what's the, what the craziest part about all this is like I'm looking at his Wikipedia page and it's that they make you, even if like you haven't served in the army ever, they still make you dress like you're in the military if you are a general of any kind. Uh, not an attorney general, but yes. Well, I mean, okay, fine. This but one because a, a surgeon general is yes technically a member of the armed forces. Um, That's nuts. Wow. Yeah, because I'm looking at his like portrait. I'm just like, what the fuck? And I'm looking. It's for like it's like how service. baseball managers have to wear a uniform. Loud and clear. The dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> that's that's but it's fucking hilarious. It is always so funny to see just like the most out of shape, like, like remember when like Lou Pinello was managing the Cubs? Yes, late? that's the funniest example. Just like full gut, just hanging out. And being a fucking child, kicking dirt on this. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. It's just That's why I always respect how Tito Francona is like, no, I need to wear the polo. Because I remember he was just get like an exemption because he had like a condition that said he couldn't be like below a certain temperature or something like that. So that's why he always wore the pullover. Um, but now I think they let basically anyone wear a pullover. Anyway. Nice thing. Um, yeah. So they, 
they're walking through where they see some stuff, and then Gus mentions right, that he wants he wonders if they could see a former applicant request from like. Well, hold on a second. Student. Hold on a second. We get a glimpse of like some kid getting electroshock therapy in like class. Yeah, like, I don't what, know what to say about that. Going going on, man. <laughs> okay. Um, but did you have to apply to your Catholic school that you went to, or do you not know? I had to apply. Yeah, I had to do. I had to do an entrance, uh, entrance exam as well. Mm. And that's the reason why I got a scholarship my freshman and sophomore year, because I was good at English. I mean, mm. you know, the 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 course of English, not the language. I mean, they, they do go hand in hand. Um, you know. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, I uh, like I mentioned before. I think I don't remember. I always I bring up the same stories. There truly was not a private school. The closest private school to where I lived was fifty-ish minutes away, and was a Catholic school and. My parents didn't. It was just not going to happen, and not. So I wouldn't want to. Story it would have been the same story as our friend, as our friend. Oh yes, Burton Guster. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I feel very passionately. I, I think I think because I went to NYU, which has such a massive population of kids who went to rich private schools, that in no matter how much money I ever make, if I have kids, I would never send them to private school because same. I just this the social fucked up in this like just the lack of social awareness that kids who go to rich private schools have is so acute and just the the advantage i had in almost every social interaction in NYU just because i was normal is something that i think is more valuable than any school you can go to as someone that went to private school my whole life i would never send my kids to private school yeah uh, yeah I, catholic school i think is, I think is like better because it's not as it's not as uh it's not a money homog- it's not as homogenous a um wealth class you know what i mean like but like in new york in new york city in particular there are a lot of private schools that are not religiously affiliated which are just for rich people you know and like that is like you just have no concept of what regular people are like anyway um so this sean susses out that gus applied to the school uh and he must not have gotten in because he obviously didn't go there right uh yeah he had applied there back in the day and yeah i guess maybe we'll see why that is Yes. But and- Lassie and Jules arrive on the scene and mm-hmm. basically, you know, they go to like the office. Yeah. Uh, you know, the front office where, you know, you get like the attendance people like, or like mm-hmm. people on the intercom telling you all that stuff. And, um, you know, Jules is, you know, she's the lead, but she's very much like she's very placating. You know, mm-hmm. she's very like nice asking mm-hmm. please to ask for like records and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Lassie's trying to give her the fucking rundown of how mm-hmm. you have to, you know, how you work this shit. You're a mm-hmm. cop, so technically you have the lay of the land. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And apparently there's 638 fucking lessons on how to be a yeah. proper police officer. And so at this moment, Sean and Gus appear, and they are shocked. It's a miracle that Lassie's alive because they heard a cop named Lassie died, but it turns out it was Lassie 3, a police dog. Yes. Um and yeah, they they just start burying him, which is like always funny. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Jewel starts to do her her best Lassie impression, not the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's very firm about everything. And yeah, she wants them to fuck off the case, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. And so then they go. They find a custodian because they, you know, the custodians are the eyes and ears of the school. They think it might be the bad guy. Let's see if he has a deep, gravelly voice. You know, and- I love this. I love this fucking like. Uh, what's that? What's the word I'm looking for? This. Uh, something that's like a thing that happens in a lot of a trope 
yeah, this trope of like the custodian actually knowing what the fuck is yeah. going on with kids, like, I, does that actually exist? I've never seen a custodian. I don't know. It depends. Like, I would say that one of them, I'd say like the groundskeeper guy who was like not a because there was multiple people who actually did the cleaning at my high school, so it was big. Um, the guy who was like in charge of all of that and in charge of like the grounds generally, I feel like knew a lot of stuff, but that was mostly because he was like a younger guy and he like was brought like, he like knew a lot of the people's brothers or you know what i mean it was not it wasn't because he was the custodian um yeah i feel the like mask. there is there are people who do know everything going on at the high school but it's not i don't think it would be the custodian because you know just different world you know um, a master of the custodial arts also not to i mean that's about to find a point on it but especially at like a public school frankly the custodians are probably were almost always people who didn't speak great english and were just not like it just was not it just is not a, they wouldn't be talking to the teachers you know um at least that was my experience anyway fair observation yeah uh so the guy's really high pitched voice and so but he's still nervous about something and he turns out it's because he's eyeing a piece of gold that he found yeah you know i like that gus like uh, gets down to fucking business like he's very like just you know mm-hmm. what's going on what happened friday night mm-hmm. and apparently um he found a gold pin which i guess wait was this no yeah this is the first discovery yeah they found a gold pin on the floor on friday night and it was there at, it wasn't there at some point in the night and then later mm-hmm. on when he was like backtracking back um it was there and mm-hmm. you know what good for him he turned it into lost and found he could have just pocketed that shit like yeah. who's gonna know mm-hmm. um yes and so, yeah, he, he finds his pin and he's hoping that, like, at the end of the next week, he'll he'll get his hands on it. But Sean asks, where can we find the lost and found? And that's where we're headed to next. Exactly. So they find – I do love the bit that he finds a microscope because who loses a microscope? It's great. Um, and he finds a pin that he says that someone is so sexy they have to put it on a pin. But it's, of course, not sexy. It is the – what is it? The calculus symbol – SXY, I did not take calculus because I was not in the honors track for math. So, didn't take it. Yeah, I stopped at uh, pre-calculus. No, I stopped at algebra 2. That was the last class we had to take. I took algebra 2. I, I, I took, um, what was it? Something in functions, which was like the the alternate thing to pre-calculus. Um, yeah, math was just the only subject I wasn't really... Sc- I can say this because I'm so bad at life. School was the thing I was best at. School was just... I, so I crushed it at everything except for math, and math I was just pretty good at. Um, so. Well, typically people that are good at like you know English and writing and stuff, they they tend to not be good at that, which was yeah. Where I it was just at. it is just it does not come naturally to me whatsoever. Uh, and yeah, um, geometry sucked because I truly to this day, if you if I if I'm in a room that I've only been that I've never been in before, and you were say like Jake, how wide do you think this room is roughly? The odds of me getting within ten feet are very slim. <laughs> like I am so bad at estimating things at like distances and shapes and stuff. You know, oddly enough, I was good at geometry. I was like just not good at like the x's and y's and all that shit. That actually that was a little bit easier for me, honestly. Just I think I have a very bad spatial sense, um, and so I think that that's anyway. Um, so it's a math teacher because it's calculus, um, and so they go into the teacher's lounge, and uh, they there's a big gag with the donuts, but. Sean realizes there's no math teacher in the teacher's lounge right now. Yes, there isn't. But they do talk to the gym teacher and they ask him for the lowdown, essentially. Um, and we're not talking Boss Gags. <laughs> is that a song by Boss Gags? It's 
a great song by Boz Gags. You got okay. I only know Lido because of fucking Chris Berman. True, I fair. I'll say this: if you don't like Lido, that is, Lowdown by Boz Gags is like I like Lido. I like Lido, but but Lowdown is like just six minutes of just like 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 and then it, it's great. I'll Venmo you five dollars right now if you can tell me who the fuck he was referring to when he's talking uh, about Lido Shepard. I'll Venmo you that right now. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, Chris, I, I appreciate you saying that, but also like, think if you thought for two seconds, he'd be like, Jake probably knows Chris Bermanism. <laughs> that's probably a thing that's in his preview. I mean, maybe, but like, I don't know. I don't know. My how favorite far was a pretty short-lived one, but my favorite, what my favorite underrated one was Joseph Live and Let a Die. I yeah, like, I did like that one a lot. Hell yeah, that was a good one. Um, a well-dressed Armani to Armani tumor was a good one. Um, <laughs> don't remember that one uh span winter coats um just classics anyway um thank i'm a man of my word I'm a so, man yeah, of my you word. did just send me five dollars and honestly i'm more proud of that money i made than i have at any legit job in my life um and so uh yeah there's no math teachers in there because uh yeah oh, sorry the gym teacher gave me the lowdown professor han is calculus and he carpools with the gym teacher and they invite themselves to the carpool because apparently they take the bus Correct. So, um, yeah, they're in the wait, hold on. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. So they get into the carpool Mm -hmm. and I think Gus is in the front seat. Yes. Yeah. He's in the front seat. Sean's sandwich in the middle. He's writing bitch. No, I don't know if that's disrespectful to anybody, but, um, he's writing in the middle and he's sandwiched between professor Han and somebody else. Um, by the way, I don't know if you mentioned this, but the fact that they – no, I th- think you did. Um, but the fact that remedial math is calculus in that oh, high I didn't school – I did like, mention that. I should mention that fucked. a lot of characters in this episode are named after famous mathematicians. The only one I know – the only one I recognize was Godel uh, because he was, I believe – if I remember correctly, he was the mathematician who, like a lot of mathematicians, was completely mentally unwell. And when his wife got really sick and couldn't make his meals anymore, he was paranoid he was going to get poisoned, so he starved to death. Um Oh, nice. Really healthy, you know, healthy behavior. Any relation to Roger? Uh, no, because it's spelled the same way as the episode does with the, with the umlaut. I know. Just... Oh. I, um, uh, anyway, so this is where Sean brings up the same right said Fred joke about being so sexy it hurts. Um, but what's your opinion on I'm Too Sexy? It's a good song. Yeah, I'm pro. Yeah, I'm yeah. pro. Like, I don't know if it's a good song, but it's a you know it's a novelty song, and I don't think we make enough of those anymore. You know what I mean? Like songs that are like kind of not supposed to be taken super seriously. Yeah, like what's the modern example of that? Like any Lil Dicky song? No, because even Lil Dicky's like trying to be a real artist. Like Right Said Fred was just like in the same way that like no. Are you sure really... they weren't trying to be real artists? No, because they were they were uh, gym owners who they made it like they were making fun of male models. I don't like. I think they had other songs, but like that song was supposed to be funny. They were not trying to be. The idea of it was they're mocking the male models that would come into their gym. Well, they had been playing music before that, though. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying that that song is not trying to be serious. Okay, maybe not that song, but like they were very serious musicians. No, I understand. I guess what I'm saying is like, why can't like you know Coldplay come out with a song that's about you know like riding on a roller coaster you know what i mean like it's like why can't it's more novel sucking on a chili dog exactly but the problem is that song is about other stuff and like that's just an example if the whole song was about sucking on a chili dog we'd have action well there's a youtube video of a guy who substitutes all the lyrics for sucking on a chili dog 
I, I and it's a great YouTube video. Um, one one of the few good segments that James Corden ever had was, and I think they only did it a couple times, where they I had a bit this. where it was well, the bit was they'd have like when they had a singer on as a guest, they would do a game where it was just that, where you'd pick a song and you had to make every single line the first line of the song. And I remember there was one I think I forget who did it, but it was firework. And so it was just, do you ever feel like a plastic bag for the whole song? Which is funny. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Han, he has a deep voice. He's probably the guy. And they learn that he has a short temper, too. So he's definitely the prime suspect. Not only that, he missed the carpool on Friday. So Right. Yes. Big clue. So he must be the guy. So we go back to the initial... Uh, to the school for the first ever psychic seminar and you know uh shockley and what shockley and- uh shockley and uh goddard shockley and goddard they got some bullet notes for them on some like mm-hmm. note cards and uh they're quickly tossed aside they're to be ignored yeah one and- of them is that they, t- they don't want them to split infinitives and i don't know why they'd expect them to stupidly split infinitives you know i don't even know what the fucking infinitive is uh infinitive anymore. is I mean, it's actually easier to explain in Spanish because it's like the a the R version, like Ugar, the like to do something. So like, okay. So like, if I were to say like, I like to podcast. To podcast is an infinitive, and splitting an infinitive is when you put an adverb in between to and the verb as opposed to afterwards. So I when I was saying I they wouldn't stupidly they be they're not the people to stupidly split an infinitive. I was making a joke because I was splitting the infinitive of to split. I see. Working yeah. on, yeah, that was a little 3D chess for everyone, but um, and I forgot, daily parsable, I believe, is when you end a sentence with an ing word without saying, like, what the object is. Um, are uh, are you fucking? Is. No, because, uh, yes, I suppose that would count, but uh, the example I would use, like, I'm gonna, I'm going to go running as opposed to, like, running around the track or something. It's, that one's a dumb rule because, like, that's just not how people talk, but anyway. Yeah, correct. So they... Go up to the board. Sean writes P H S Y S I C S. Um, the physics and, of being a psychic. Well, because he says, Physics, the physics yeah. of psychics. And Han yes. is in the back of the class, and he, uh, they're noticing that. And Gu- Sean mentions that Gus is his ferry, and he goes, Hello. Um, and then Sean does the classic show off of psychic stuff. And what does he notice in this class? He notices, um, well, he notices one kid um, uh, just got his braces removed. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, um, oh, God, I don't remember. Something about a white shirt, a uh, white sweatshirt. Why um, is he wearing a white sweatshirt? We don't know. No, we do know. It's because he has dandruff. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I'm scratching my scalp as I say that because I have dandruff. Um, I, 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 I've, I've had some dandruff on and off in my life, but yeah, it's not a good feeling. Yeah, and finally he uh, he notices one kid who has um, you know razor cuts mm-hmm. like, and splotchy you know, skin. Sha- yeah, splotchy skin and like you know where you cut yourself when you're shaving. Um, who you know if you're of this age in this class, I don't think you need to be shaving quite yet unless you are. And I'm just saying this because I know of the Armenian or Middle Eastern persuasion because those motherfuckers grow hair really. I early. mean. I will say the I remember the first kid who had to start shaving in my middle and high school was of the Mexican persuasion. So I can't 
saying that, that too that too that too yeah. i mean but that's like um yeah i just because i went to high school with like a ton of armenian people i remember one yeah. day the like my first day of high school actually i, I mean you went to with so many armenians they were serving zenku chicken in the cafeteria anyway continue. that's correct um uh, i walked in and i saw this kid whose name was tony okopian and i'm like hey do you know where like homeroom is and he's like i have no idea it's my first day i literally thought he was a teacher <laughs> <laughs> shout out to armenians Great people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Make Beautiful great chicken. Culture. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, so. Um, Beautiful women too. You know, you're saying all the right things. But anyway, uh, this kid with the combination skin, he uh, goes up to the board to try to write an answer that Sean has to psychically guess the question to. And it's a really long math thing. And that's like a dumb thing. Because like, I mean, like, you'd have to no, be good at math. Exactly. Like. If, if psychicness was real, Sean would still have to interpret what the spirit world was telling him. He would have to know high-level math. Yeah, or he'd have to like be in contact with a spirit that knows high-level math, which, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're on campus for this... I mean, unless someone's died on campus, I, I just don't know yeah. how you're going to arrive on that. And so he sent it to the principal, and then they zero on Professor Han, saying that he's got a target, these darkness, that he's on a cell phone, and he's got a secret with his cousin. And what secret is that? They're fucking... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding I was, that was I an was audio spit get, take and i was trying to get that going um no it's that um yeah he's planning with his cousin to surprise his sister-in-law who apparently yeah. is um really hard to surprise yeah. so uh, maybe she might be psychic herself who knows yep and so um we then cut back to the police station and juliet is trying to get uh she has, I think, a smart idea, which is the guy said that he's going to kill again, and it's easier to solve a murder that has happened than one that is going to happen. So he, she wants Lassie to go through old murder files, um, and he doesn't want to, and she, you know, puts her foot down, and he says, you're drunk with power, and I love, I know, isn't it great? Just some good comedy. Now I think I know, was it from Zodiac, where it's like, I've killed and I'm going to kill again? Maybe. Maybe Mindhunter, I, I don't know. It's it's a thing. I mean, it's not the craziest, most original phrase, so like it really could be from anything. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah. So there, then we cut back to the Phosphysics, and Sean mentions the thing about uh, kissing a girl. Yeah, he does talk about that, and you know he's not the expert on that, and he doesn't also want to like mess with their psychosexual. Um, uh, proclivities or I don't even know the word like he doesn't want to lay into that part of their lives yet so our friend Burton Guster he happens to be the expert on this because mm-hmm. he apparently brought the hottest girl in on in high school to their prom mm-hmm. um, to which we find out that the only reason that happened was because Sean had told him basically he was like a make-a-wish kid or something mm-hmm. yes and so Gus brings up that he uses the Kadeem. The, when you're on a date, you want to use the Kadeem Hardison method. And I do love that everyone raises their hand and Sean says, lower your hand if your question is, who is Kadeem Hardison? Or how do I get a girl to go on a date with me? <laughs> okay, it took me, I mean, I, I still don't know. Who the fuck is Kadeem Hardison? He's a black actor. I forget exactly what he's from. I think he's, I know he's in White Man Can't Jump, but I think he might be more famous or something else. I can tell you this though. He is in... I think Psych the movie too. I think he's in one of the Psych movies, so he is an actor who's yeah too. Yeah. So anyway, um, 
anyway, they, yeah, so there's, they go on and then, um, they're leaving the, the room talking about puberty, the monster of Mr. Understood Friend. And Sean mentions that there was some weird zit cream on the guy who's into the principal's, uh, head, which, you know, interesting stuff. Interesting. But then they run into Professor Enrico, who yeah. Gus hugs. Yes, he hugs him. Gus recognizes him. Um, mm-hmm. It's clear that Professor Enrico does not recognize him. Mm-hmm. And I got so excited. He mentions like a tap dancing. I'm just like, fuck, is this going to be the first one? And lo and behold, not to be not to be today. But basically, he starts to like talk about, I forgot how he reveals, but like Enrico recognizes his application and says that he recommended him for admittance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he gets a little bit skeeved out by Gus's reaction to it. Um, I forgot something that he says, and well, specifically that he said he assumes that he went because he recommended it, and then when he, when he didn't, he's like, "Well, I'm sure you and had a great, uh, a great life. You know, I ended up at JPL." And um, he says, "No, I work in pharmaceuticals," which because I think he's like kind of like he wants to walk away because he's like, "Oh, this guy's not successful." <laughs> right. I mean, but if like pharmaceutical, I mean. Yeah, that could be very Yeah, I guess the, as an audience member, we know that he's not high up in pharmaceuticals, but there's a lot of money to be made in pharmaceuticals. Exactly. Yeah, I, I thought that was unwarranted. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, that uh, we talked to the kids again, and they mention that um, Han gets an espresso every morning, um, and they think that Han might have been involved in that thing five years ago, where a student attacked a professor and got expelled. Correct. Um and it's a student by the name of Lester Bacaland? Yes. Yes. And so they go down to the record room and they are looking up this these records. And it's like a dusty old place. I guess there isn't a lot of activity in there for whatever reason. And they find the file. Apparently, he was expelled for cheating. Mm. And Han had busted him and tried to extort money from him. There, there was an accusation of that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, isn't, I know that they weren't able to prove that it actually happened, but it's Mm -hmm. a troubling accusation and I'm surprised that he's stuck around this long, to be honest with you. And so I honestly, I think it's one of those things with a lot of elite institutions like that. You don't want to fire someone or something like that unless you're a hundred percent sure, because if you fire them, that means people know about it. You know, like if you don't fire them, then the, the public never needs to know that you had a teacher who blackmailed someone, you know? Fair. Yeah, and sure. so, yeah, uh, at this moment, Goss is having a crisis because he looks at his application and he sees that he got in and the parents of the applicant refused admission. Yeah, which, you know, is an incredibly tough pill to swallow. Um, and, you know, Gus tries, uh, sorry, Sean tries to remind him that, like, it's for the best because, you know, he's with his best friend and, and they yeah. carried on doing their thing and they're still here to this day. But clearly Gus is obsessing and, over all yeah. of this. And Gus mentions it's like sliding doors, which Sean denies having seen, which like I just refuse. Sean saw sliding doors. Let's not be stupid. Um, I've never seen that. I've never seen it either. Yeah, I've never seen it either. But like, come on. Like in in terms of the movies that he references, he's seen sliding doors. Like, come on. Let's not be stupid. Um, Is that is that with Ben Affleck too? No, the one with her and Ben Affleck is well, obviously Shakespeare in Love, and then they think they did another one too. But um, did they do another one? Is she in Bounce? I don't know. I think John Hanna was the main lead in fucking Sliding Doors. Are you serious? No, Gwyneth Paltrow is. Yes, they well, did. I mean, like, Bounce, Bounce was the one that was just that was Ben Affleck and Gwyneth Paltrow. Sliding Doors is a movie about like two different paths for making a different decision. I forget exactly how it works, but um, yeah. Yeah, but she's like 
Yeah, but like John Hanna is a romantic lead in that. I, the late nineties were a strange time. I don't know. Yeah, Limp Biscuit was a huge band. Like I just don't think we could be held responsible for any of the decisions that were made. Oh, um, and so uh, they're they're going to pick up Han because it's their turn to do the carpool. And unfortunately, uh, Han is gone. Uh, yeah. He went kablamo, much like the Han in the Fast and Furious series. He blow, blew up, but we're not going to find out that it was actually a secret conspiracy by Mr. Nobody to fake his death. I don't even know what that means. But the people who do love it, they're lapping it up. They're like, this is why we tune in. Oh my god, I fucking hate that shit so much. Anyways. Um, that makes one of us. Yeah, shame on you, honestly. Anyways. If you think that I could have shame for the movies I like, you got another thing coming, baby. Anyway. No, I know. I mean, I know you won't feel it, but I'm saying shame on you anyways. That's right. I should feel shame, but I don't. But continue. Yeah. So after they realize, like, what happened, um, you know, they go to the scene, and Lassie lets them know that the arson investigator was on the scene. And apparently there was a natural gas leak in the stove, and Mm -hmm. there was a coffee pot that auto switches on the morning has a little spark and that ignited the gas and that is the reason for the kablamo yes and there's no signs of foul play however Mm -hmm. um really weird that there would be a coffee machine considering uh professor han loved to get his espresso first thing in the morning Mm -hmm. and if you're like an espresso drinker exclusively you're not going to be drinking some fucking Mm run-of-the-mill instant coffee out of a coffee pot now, the, Sean says they need to talk to the woman who made the espresso. Um, it's not a cashier. There's a word for it. And I think of this line every single time I hear the word barista. Because I would say this is definitely in the top 10 episodes of Psych I've seen the most because it's really big on cable. The The way that Gus so... Yeah. The, the way that Gus so enthusiastically says, barista, Gus, if you don't know, don't just make up words. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, um, uh, again, really weird that he's drinking regular coffee mm-hmm. and Sean catches a little clue in mm-hmm. some like documents that like some like forensic team person brings in. Um, it looks like Han's house was about to be foreclosed on. So mm-hmm. he was broke. So, you know, we go back to the, you know, black mailing, uh, mm-hmm. allegations and mm-hmm. it just makes sense that perhaps he was trying to do the same thing again, mm-hmm. make some cash. Yep. And so Juliet decides that it's an arson, uh, and then we cut to her practicing interrogating the kids, uh, and Lassie doesn't think it's good. Uh, she thinks he's not mad enough, and he wants to take over the case because he's never done an explosion before. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, he's been involved in a lot of, or sorry, he's been, sorry, I'm, I'm yawning. Um, he's been, I, he's been, like, in, involved in cases where people have been killed with thermometers, it's been murders, you know, all kinds of homicides and, mm-hmm. you know, break-ins and all kinds of shit, but he's never been involved in a, in a crime that included an explosion. So, you know, he wanted it, throw his hat in the ring. And unfortunately for him, it doesn't appear he's going to get it. No. And so, uh, they go into the interrogation ooh, room. Ooh, ooh, and, oh, ooh, ooh, sorry, sorry. We missed out on, on one crucial thing. Yes. On that foreclosure document, Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out the due date of the payment was the same day as the murder. Right. So, and also they see a file like amongst the burnt right. wreckage yeah. as well for uh, what appears to be someone named Muriel. So that's Muriel our next in juvenile hall is what Sean deduces. 
Yes. Yeah. So something involved with Muriel Juvenile. Correct. Yes. And so they're then, they have the kids in there and Juliet's trying to be reasonable. Um, tell us again what happened. And Lassie starts going off the handle, you know, saying a bunch of nonsense. Uh, and they start basically reading him for filth. Like, you don't know the good cop, bad cop. You know, are they sleeping together? No, she's out of his league. And then uh, he's divorced. No, separated. You know, they're really just dressing him down. Um, and uh, yep. he, in order to intimidate them, with his arm in a sling, grabs Buzz and says, hey, once you turn 18, we'll take it a trip down to the docks. Yeah, he's 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 playing bad cop, and they want no part of it. He fucking punks McNabb, essentially, mm-hmm. to prove his point. And, you know, that's not going to help. That's not going to do anything. And they're not intimidated by him whatsoever. No. And so I think that's kind of it. And they cut to, like, yes. Henry's cut house. Cut to Henry's, yes. They yep. cut to Henry's. And Sean and Gus are in the, you know, kitchen making a sandwich. And mm-hmm. Henry goes downstairs, sees two kids working on his computer. Um, and for whatever reason, doesn't like just directly address them and like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? But apparently Sean brought them over to help fix Henry's computer. Uh, you know, he's killing two birds with one stone. And what does he say? He brought the what? The Coleco vision? No, the geek squad. Oh, the geek squad. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you want the $5, you've been me back. Can you, if you can tell me what circuit city's equivalent of geek squad was, I'll pay back the $5. Um, you have to the end of the episode. Um, and so, okay. you're not going to guess it if you don't know it. It's My hands are up. Okay, it was Fire Dog. Uh, yeah, I would have never guessed that. I, I didn't expect you to guess it. It was a, a tr- in the same way that I just knew it was Leto Shepard. <laughs> I thought you might know it. <laughs> no, um, I didn't. Fuck. Anyway, so they're hacking into the Juvie d- database on the computer. And apparently they go back to 1991, which was the year on the file. And there's nothing but photos. Um... And uh, there's a kid who is in the photos that is the same kid that Sean sent to the principal. Um, but the photo is 15 years that. old. Yeah. Yeah, correct. The photo is 15 years old. So they're like wondering, like, how could this possibly be? Mm-hmm. So we go back to the police station after this. Sean is giving Jules the goods, essentially. Like, this kid was in the class, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, they start to run. And, yeah, he gives the, the name, Sean, something yeah. Goodell. Kirk Goodell. 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 Sorry, the umlaut. They had, Goodell. I only specify because they do have a specific conversation about how it's pronounced. Correct, yes. So, Kirk Goodell. So, they start to look into it. Apparently, mm-hmm. he was an only child. And the funny thing about it is that he was a young son of some parents and they died apparently five years ago in a car crash. Not the parents. Two- he died in the car crash. I thought it was all of them. No, that's what I mean. No, that, Oh, sorry. I, I, the way you phrased it made it sound like just the parents died. No, all three, no, no, all no. three died. Yeah. All three died. Um, and the weird thing about it was like that there is no death certificate for mm-hmm. him, I think, mm-hmm. or for all yeah. of them. Just no, him. just for him. Yeah. So we cut back to the class. This is Physicics 2, The Wrath of Khan, um, which is great. You know, a thing I learned from uh, Blank Jack Podcast, the best movie podcast, is apparently uh, when they were making the second Austin Powers movie, Mike Myers wanted to call it Austin Powers 2, The Wrath of Khan, but Paramount wouldn't let him. <laughs> okay. That would have been, like, horrible for the box office, but very funny. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, 
they so they're what was it gold member no, no it was the third one no it was austin powers the spy who shagged me yeah yeah with felicity shagwell was um the uh the, the heather graham yeah uh so yeah they so fucking hot yeah correct um <laughs> and so yeah sean comes in someone in here is living a lie you know and he's interrogating people got guys bad hair guy has an earring that he's kind of pulling off and then he points to Kirk, Kirk Goodall, and he runs immediately. Yeah, he runs immediately, but unfortunately for him, he runs right into the arms, or three arms, of Lassie and Jules, who mm-hmm. escort him back into the classroom. And, you know, we uh, I, I do like that uh, today's lesson was com- comeuppance, and he mm-hmm. refers to a kid as a ghost face killer. Right. But anyways, they basically tell him that he's not the real Kirk Goodall. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently he stole his identity to get into the school and has a much darker past than we previously knew. Um, he's wearing makeup and whether he's gay, it's on the table, but we don't know. No, we don't um, know. But appa- yeah, we don't know. But apparently he's actually 30 years old and mm-hmm. trying to pass as a teenager. Um, and the backstory is he was always very smart, but he was also a rebel and he had juvie on his record. And with that on his record, he was never going to be able to get let into the school. Mm-hmm. Well, into college, because he, by the time he got out of juvie, he was 18. Yeah, into college. So, apparently, he found out that someone died in his hometown, the original Kirk Goodall, um, and his parents. And he somehow fucking hacks into the system and deletes Mm -hmm. his death certificate, assumes his identity, and I would be curious to see who the hell plays his parents or how that worked out. Yeah, no, it, it sounds like a Sons of Tucson situation sure um and so essentially han professor han figured it out and was blackmailing him for his scholarship money or his stipend money or whatever the Mm -hmm. fuck it was and the the call that was intercepted that one day was actually um i don't know what his real name was i think it's it's jay Jay masondale masondale um the the call that was interrupted was him calling Mm -hmm. his cousin to like basically vent about the whole situation and saying that he needed to kill him by this day x amount whatever and yeah he needed to make it look like an accident and after it all occurred he also managed to hack and delete his juvie records as well so he was going to be free as a bird the thing i do like about this which one of my even though I think it's a really funny movie, one of my biggest criticisms of the 21 Jump Street movie is that if you're going to do a movie in which adults are pretending to be in high school, you can't cast adult actors as the high school students. You know what I mean? Like, the thing that takes me out of that movie is that Dave Franco is also, like, 25 playing high schooler. And so, like, the difference... You sound like a bitch. No, I... What? I, I understand. But just let me make... You understand, you understand the point I'm making. That, like... Yes. There should be much more of a contrast, but like Jonah Hill and Dave Frank don't look different ages at all. And the thing I like about this is that the two actors that play um, Shockley and Goddard are both actual teenagers. And so there is a, you can actually kind of tell the difference if you're looking hard enough between them and the guy. You know what I mean? Like, you understand my point that it's, I just don't like, if you're going to do something about someone pretending to be younger, the people who are younger have to actually be young or else it doesn't work. Yeah, fair enough. I agree. Um, anyway, uh, and so Juliet wants to know how what moisturizer moisturizer he uses. Which fair question because he does look young. Um, he, the thing is, he looks like a twenty eight year old playing a high schooler on a TV show. 
I mean, I, I didn't think he looked that old, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Jules gets the opportunity to use Lassie's handcuffs. She's earned it to make mm-hmm. the arrest. However, she will have to return them Yeah. Um. after that. Yeah. So we go to, I don't even know where. I don't even the know what happens after this. The backyard. The, the bunch chest again. About, yeah, we talk about Jay Massendale again. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the reason why he was in juvie was, no, sorry. Yeah, the reason why he was in juvie was he had stolen a car on a dare and accidentally killed someone in that process. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that's... Yeah, you're going to juvie, my friend. Sorry. Yep. And so, as it's going on, Gus is on the phone with his parents yelling um, about how he qualified for financial aid, though they have lockers made of teak. Um, and so, also, we also... There's also a good joke that Sean says about him pretending to be 30 that he says to uh, Henry... Oh, slap a wig on you. You're a spitting image of yourself 20 years ago, which, of course, is, you know, making fun of the beginning of it, how it's just Corbin Brunson in a wig. Um, yes. And so, uh, and then he's like, Gus is yelling, too far to drive? You tell me you run my future because dad hates curvy roads? You know. Um, right. Sad stuff. I mean, 45 minutes is a long time, especially when you consider, like, how far could this possibly be from Santa Barbara? Yeah, but I have anyways. no idea where this is. The central coast is already pretty empty. Yes, correct. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So they're playing chess yeah. again, and mm-hmm. there's a bet on the line. Um, uh, I guess the bet is that if Sean wins, he's mm-hmm. going to get to use Henry's truck for two weeks. And I don't remember what Henry's bargain is. Is that if he wins, Sean has to wash the truck for uh, three weeks. Okay, right. And so, unfortunately, um, Sean gets the checkmate he's got the truck for a week but we also get the funny thing where apparently henry ran over gus's dog in the past and Mm -hmm. he just doesn't want him to know because he's seeing how hard he's taking this Mm -hmm. situation but you know the dog was 17 probably doing better off and so yeah then henry checkmates him again sorry sean checkmates him again and the episode's over what do you give it out of 10 i gave it a seven it wasn't a wow really i love this episode i don't this is so bizarre how the episodes that i love yeah i give this an 8.5 this is i love this episode this is my favorite episode probably did not like it it was fine what about i'm curious what about didn't you like uh i just didn't like i don't know it just like the murder wasn't seedy enough it was just um i'll be honest i think that that is the thing that psych just doesn't have just tonally that's not yeah yeah fine maybe not that but like there's been other things happening like this guy just blew up in a house like cool i guess but I, I don't know. It it didn't move me. Let's just say that. Fair enough. Me. But maybe you'll be moved by the next episode, but we'll get to that in a second. Andre Rinko, follow you on Twitter. You can follow me at Andre Pereira. You can follow me at Jay Christie. Follow the show at Pod on Twitter. Please rate, you subscribe, tell the biggest psych fan in your life about the show. More important than that, tune in next time as we talk about Rob-a-bye, baby. Bye.